Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, a registered dietitian and weight loss coach that knows exactly how to help you lose weight while having fun. Each week, I'll give it to you real by breaking down exactly what you need to do to lose your first 10 pounds and actually start seeing results. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women around the world look and feel like their hottest damn self by following my proven framework. Welcome back to another episode, babe. So real talk, I am here with Rachel. Not only is she such a fit babe, she like lost so much, not just weight, but body fat. Like we're going to talk about body composition today, but why I'm so pumped to have Rachel here is she went to Coastal Carolina. She was a D1 lacrosse player and she's going to be sharing her transition going from athlete to what I call normal, regular fit babe human. We're working a nine to five, you know, plus some hours because she's very, very busy. Um, and now she has a dog and just managing all of that. So without further ado, Rachel is here. What is going on, girl? Eh, nothing too much. Just really trying to survive through COVID. How's it, it going? It is tough. Oh my goodness. Um, now I, I want to start from the beginning. Can you share with the listeners a little bit more about your story um, coming from college athletics to where you are now? Kind of give us a synopsis of like what went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even before college, I have just been an athlete my entire life and like eating was just not something that I had to ever monitor. I was always that skinny little kid with the super high Ugh. metabolism playing 10 different the sports. <laughs> oh my God. I, I know. Take me back. I've probably shared this with you before, but I used to literally eat like two bagel sandwiches with eggs from Brooker's Bagels to the face growing up because I was so freaking hungry. Oh. And it's like, when you get to college, you're like, oh shit, I can't do that anymore. Like I'm 20 pounds. Yep. <laughs> right. And that's pretty much a nice summary of what happened to me. <laughs> But I went to college and there we had like super intense workouts, um, just so many of them, sometimes two a days. It's like five, six uh, times a week. And sometimes I'm working out on my own too. And then uh, the workouts are just so intense. You have your coaches yelling at you. You have just a competition to be the best one out there. You're trying to you know, just push your teammates and push yourself. And it's just very intense atmosphere. Um, also with college, we had a lot of guidance with nutrition. Like we worked with dietitians and we had this very exclusive dining hall dedicated to student athletes with healthy eating, healthy options. And they even served the, your or they served you. So you didn't have to measure out your portions. They did it. Like everything Literally talk controlled. about being spoon fed, right? And and it's wild too. Like I actually worked in the sports nutrition department at Florida state and like your college experience mm-hmm. as an athlete, like is so amazing. Like I want all athletes to have that experience. And I think it's so cool that you're given so much as an athlete, but I think it also like when you're at that level too, you get so much support where it's like, okay, when you graduate, what are you doing? Do you even know how to cook mm-hmm. eggs in the morning, right? Like the simple thing, like <laughs> cooking or making cereal even, right? Like, like how do you do that on your yep. own? And it's dramatic, but it's true. Nope. That's exactly. And that, I think that's part of where my struggle initially stemmed from. I was spoon fed, as you said, information workouts. I didn't have to think for a second. And then like a light switch, as soon as I graduated, I'm like, okay, time to go to the gym. I show up and it's like, now what? 
Oh, it's so hard. And like, you can also get in like a mental rut. Um, when it comes to the food side Mm -hmm. of things, what was your diet like right when you graduated, when you realized, Oh shit, like I've been spoon fed for so long. Like when you're kind of gasping for air and you're like, I don't know what I should be doing. What was your diet like then? Mm -hmm. So my diet after I graduated was pretty similar to what I was eating when I was actually in school. I did always go for the healthier choices. I did want to fuel my body as an athlete. And like I would choose chicken, turkey over beef. I always tried to incorporate vegetables. Um, but the amount that I ate, that was the difference. I still ate all the food that I ate when I was burning so many calories in college. It's just... I always could and I always did. So I continued to do so. But now I'm only working out for like an hour a day sometimes as opposed to four hours a day every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think whether it's you playing a sport or just Mm -hmm. your, your work habits changing, right? Like also for you too, knowing you so closely as a client, Rachel, like you also not just got a job, but you got a desk job where you were sitting for so much of the majority of the day. So that drastic... And and even with COVID, like, honestly, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, damn, the rest mm-hmm. of my clients who were living in New York City, walking around everywhere, and then they were on their butt at home being quarantined because of the pandemic and coronavirus. Like when you have a drastic change in activity, it's going to change your metabolism. It's going to change how hungry you are. Um, and then oftentimes, sometimes like those old habits with how much you ate before, if you don't change them, you can see how that weight can quickly, quickly add up. Now, we never want to like rely on exercise, right? But like when you've done such a significant amount of exercise for such a period of time, it's it can really feel overwhelming when it gets stripped away from you. And I mean, you see that weight loss almost weight gain almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I also feel like this whole situation really emphasizes the importance of walking and just how basic, but how much, how powerful oh, yeah. it is. Like whenever I drove into work, I would try to park a little further away so that it's, you know, it's a size parking lot. <laughs> I can, yeah. And we always would walk to lunch. My friends and I at work, if we could, we would walk to lunch. Even if I brought my own lunch, I would still just take a lap around campus, a nice mile, just doing it together. But now I walk to the fridge and back. And- Literally. Oh my God. That was me during the pandemic. It was wild. It's still the pandemic. It's so wild. Yeah, it's not over. Oh my goodness. And I know we kind of segued into this already, but when you went from collegiate athlete to literally mm-hmm. a working woman, like literally it almost felt like it happened probably in like a day. What were the biggest yeah. changes you saw specifically to your diet? Because I know your exercise changed drastically. You got less active, even though you still were going to the gym. Um, but because mm-hmm. your daily activity and walking and like no more like two, three days, <laughs> that was not happening anymore. What happened with your diet? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like working, that definitely changed my diet sometimes for the better because when I'm at the office, I can't snack. I can't just walk up, go to my kitchen and snack. Like in between college and getting a job, I was just at my parents' house Mm -hmm. and I'd watch TV and grab a bag of goldfish. And it's so easy to mindfully eat or mindlessly eat. And now it's, or not now, pandemic, but at the office, the only food I had was the food I brought. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't just 
snack away. Plus my hands were busy. Yeah. And And I almost think it's sort of like that structure back in college for you where like you were being served the food on your plate and like, this is what you Mm -hmm. had that office environment. I think why coronavirus was so difficult for so many women inside TSN and, and just in general around the world, right. Is we didn't have that structure we were so used to. So I often Mm -hmm. find, you know, I think structure sometimes gets a bad reputation and it can feel like diety, but I think structure is so important. Like if you don't have structure and a certain amount of days you're hitting the gym and, you know, times that you're eating, it can be a freaking free for all. Right. And when, it, when it's just a buffet, like you're not going to make good choices. You're going to eat everything in sight, especially <laughs> if you have a poor relationship with food, which is a whole nother aspect. I understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that too, but part of the routine or part of the office job also helped my, or also hindered my team routine. Um, I found that with working, it was a lot harder to consistently mm. cook meals. Um, so then especially dinner, like I come home from work, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. No one feels like Let's it. Be real. Let's <laughs> be real. No one feels like <laughs> yeah. cooking dinner after working their nine to five or nine to 10. Exactly. <laughs> Long days sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I got into a habit of cooking. I like to call like neutral oh, chicken. Um, and it's, yeah. I just put like basic seasoning on it, uh, salt, pepper, garlic, oh, onion powder. Oh, so like stuff. not plain, but like very basic. So then you can add yeah. your own like flavorings or like mm-hmm. make it fit into many different recipes. I love that tip. That is so good for the listeners. Yeah, I think it's great because meal prep gets such a bad rep of eating the exact <laughs> same chicken, rice, veggies over and over. Well, you have your basic, your neutral chicken. Well, you add a different sauce. You uh, pair it with already cooked rice or while you're baking your chicken, throw in a potato. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Done. I'm sitting here like you could do peach mango salsa or regular salsa. You could go like the Ooh. Mexican route with like guacamole, sour cream, like something fun. Um, you could do the put Italian it in a wrap, very pair different. it with some pasta. You could do rice, you know, mm-hmm. you could do Asian, one of my past clients um, who is from Louisiana just sent me Cajun seasoning and that shit's fire guys. I don't even like spicy stuff, but it's so good. Um, Yeah, no, I love that too. Tzatziki, Mediterranean situation. So many different options. And I feel like that's helped a lot with my meal prep because I'm not eating the same thing. I'm not getting bored, but I can also just very quickly chop up some chicken, reheat while I grab the sauce I want to use today. And you know, it's great. That is so awesome. And literally such a valuable tip. I know there's women out there that are always like, Lauren, what should I be eating? Like I'm so bored. And it's like, yeah, you can make your food plain, but it's to make it then fun. You spice it up, you pair with something Mm -hmm. else and it it can make your life easier when you've identified, you know, that evening cooking situation is the toughest time for you. So, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not like you have to, you know, micromanage all of your food intake, but it's about just planning ahead at times. Absolutely. Um, And I want to actually switch gears and talk about mindset and planning and just you as an athlete. I think athletes, Mm -hmm. I have a rare bond y'all because as a former athlete, not retired (laughs) or retired athlete, disclosure guys, actually, when I first met Rachel, I was like, oh, you're an ex-athlete. And she's like... Lauren, it's retired or former. And I'm like, oh shit, Lauren, I should probably say that. Right. Um, so as a retired or former athlete myself, I, if you guys don't know, love to bring in the intensity of like working towards a goddamn goal and like 
freaking crushing it and showing up for yourself. And that's not just because I, I love saying show up for yourself. It's because I have that athlete mm-hmm. mentality in me with fun and flexibility, right? I think some of my, my sports days were like the funnest. I'm sure Rachel, you have the same experience looking back. Absolutely. But I think that athletic mindset of, you know, showing up, working towards a championship, working towards the best version of yourself. I mean, there's so many similarities to weight loss and the work we did together. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'm kind of curious, what have you learned from being an athlete that you applied into your success with TSN and your weight loss journey? Well, I think a lot of people have definitely heard the phrase trust the process oh, yeah. before. And we all know that it's like a slow, steady race. You're not going to lose 20 pounds overnight. And just like any uh, athletic skill, you're not going to become the master by tomorrow. Like you have to put in the work, you know, the right tools, you know, that they're right to get the job done, but it takes time. Um, so like everyone's heard that one before, but another one that I like to think of is there's no other option. And that is, yeah, I love that. There is no <laughs> other option. Okay. Continue. I love that. Yeah. So like if you have a morning workout, you can't just hit snooze and say like, Oh, I'm super tired. I can't go. Not when you're a college athlete, you have to show up. There is no not showing up. There's no, okay, five more minutes. I'll just stretch or I'm too sore today. Oh, I was exhausted from studying. Like no other option. You absolutely have to do it. There's nothing stop or nothing preventing you from not doing that. You have to do it. No other option. So I feel like I definitely carry that into my workouts now. Yes, I don't have the coach who forces me to show up at practice, but I still have the 445 alarm goes off. Well, got to go. No other yeah. option. And when you're making me yeah. think of something I've actually said to a client before, the only person that can show up for yourself is yourself. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I love about athletics and what you can really learn from being an athlete on in life, right? With work, with school, mm-hmm. with you know, relationships, but I think especially with like how you show up for yourself. And I think sometimes like we look for an easy out of like, okay, this diet is going to solve the problem or, you know, this workout program and me joining the gym, like, yes, like that's, what's going to get me there. But it's like, you can have all of the things, but that doesn't mean you're going to achieve your goal. Right. And you can be spoon fed Mm -hmm. everything. Right. But at the same time, like you still have to show up. Right. And that takes another level of maturity and depth on your journey. And, and I love that. Like you can, you can only show up for yourself. I love that. Yeah. You have to bring it yourself. I remember after I first graduated, I tried going to a gym and I would show up and like what I wanted, the equipment I wanted to use, it was taken up by all the macho guys in the gym. I hate it so much. <laughs> but so then I'm in there with no real plan and then I can't use the stuff I want. So I end up half-assing it and it's just, I feel like I wasted it. Like, no, you can't do that. You really just got to figure it out, figure out a plan, go into it, get it done and like go hard at it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what's also really unique for athletes too, is not only this mentality, but also your goals. Right. Um, and then kind of going back to 
our time working together. And I think what's so unique about our experience working together, and this happens with many clients, but especially any client who has been an athlete before and who is very active and loves to work out and, you know, goes to the gym is this is so much more than just weight loss. And I, and I always talk about, you know, weight loss first exercise, you know, come second, and that will lead to fat loss, you know, all these different phases, right? I've talked about that, but for many people who have been athletic their whole life, you guys from day one, it's not just about weight loss. It's always about fat loss. So I'm really curious from your perspective, I want to talk about like how you measured your progress. Uh, But also I want to, I want to give the listeners some juicy goodness on how they can embrace this mindset because it is so hard to accept the scale, not changing drastically when you are trying to change your body, right? Because many, many Mm -hmm. women want to lose weight, but in reality, they don't realize they actually want to lose fat. Um, and if they're working out, you know, it is going to be more about how you look. So let's rewind. How have you measured your progress? Not just during your time at TSN, but like in general, when it comes to like your body composition and goals and all of that, how do you measure your progress? Well, fortunately, my office and my gym both have in-body scanners, but I it's not like I have access to that daily sure. or weekly or something. Nor, and I, I think I have to pay. Yeah, to nor do you want to weigh yourself every day on an in-body scanner and get like the full workup, guys. Public service announcement, you shouldn't be doing body composition assessments um, any shorter than like four weeks, if not like longer than that. <laughs> right. I think if I were to use the in-body scans, I would compare six months time to each other. Yeah, something three, like that. six months is really good for those. Um, obviously in like a more, cause I'm, I'm sure this question is going to come up from you guys in, in, you know, my three, three month program when like people work with me, Rachel worked with me for three months. Um, I don't think we did an in-body scan also because of coronavirus. That was a whole nother aspect of things. Right. Um, <laughs> but ideally, you know, every four to six weeks, I recommend like progress photos and measurements and, you know, assessing body composition, but for like really meaningful change when like you're hopping on a machine, quite like an in-body scanner or a DEXA scanner, if you guys have heard of that, you're going to want some time in between because your body isn't going to notice too many changes in, you know, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So definitely didn't rely on that for my day-to-day uh, yeah, measurements. Yeah, but... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something I do focus on is how close fit. I do have like a pair, pair of shorts, a couple shirts that when I put on, I know how they used to feel and I know how they feel now. And I kind of compare that. Um, just what feels comfortable, how it looks. Oh, it looks a little looser in the arms today. That's. Yeah. And Rachel was a star fit babe student. She was like, so on point. She's like, Lauren, I am going to take my progress photos literally in the same clothing all the time. And if like, it was dirty because she worked out girlfriend, like she was not taking those progress photos, um, which Rachel took it next level. And like, I loved it. I was here for it. And I do think like wearing similar clothing and outfits, um, can help you not Mm -hmm. only assess your progress, but especially in like those photos that you guys are taking, like it's helpful because different clothes fit differently, right? We all have that like face favorite pair of leggings and like a sports bra, like that shit's going to fit better than like the pair that's in the bottom of your drawer that you never wear. You don't wear it for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And yeah, going off of uh, taking pictures, I do think that's a really good measurement because let's be honest, most of us are doing this for aesthetic reasons. That's why we're Um, here because you're allowed to like the way you freaking look. (laughs) Um, Yes. And for for you with the, the photos, let's talk about progress photos for a moment. How often did you take progress photos and when did you notice changes? That is such a hot topic question. I always get in my DMs. Yeah. When I was working with you, I took pictures at the beginning, but I don't think we took them for like 
four or five yeah, weeks? Yeah, usually, so? I mean, usually for my clients, it depends on the person, right? Um, I usually recommend every four mm-hmm. to six weeks, like putting it in your calendar, like let's take some progress photos. Like if we see some major results, like maybe sooner. Um, but I do remember when we were working together, there was a time where you started taking progress photos more consistently, just like weigh-ins. I mean, mm-hmm. I have some clients that do daily. I have some clients that do weekly. I have some clients that are like, let me wait two weeks because I'm having a panic attack. Um, you know, it depends on the, the person and the, and the babe that I work with, but I know for you at one point, we did take the progress photos more consistently because it was very motivating for you. Right. And I also think for me, it was because my weight loss was slower. I'm at that point where I just wanted to lose like that last five, 10 pounds, that last little pudge. So it's like, that's gonna, it's stubborn. We all know it's stubborn. So it's very much a slow process. Um, So after a couple of weeks, I was down like still three pounds, but we took the picture and it was drastically different. Like, Oh, like I'm not too worried. Yeah. And it really helps. And, and you have such a strong mindset knowing coming into this because you were well-versed in body composition, which for those of you out there listening to this, that's basically fat mass versus muscle mass. Um, so those basically our weight doesn't tell you our body composition, how much fat versus muscle we have. So that's why you can look very different at 125 or 150, depending on those, those muscle standpoints. And if you're more active and you're lifting weights, um, that's why you may have a higher weight, but you may look like a lower weight or feel like you did when you were a lower weight, which is why that body composition <laughs> is important. And that's why when Rachel lost like three pounds, I forget like the time frame it was in, but like her body changed. That actually is so expected with that last five to 10 pounds. And I would argue, actually, I want that to happen. I don't want that last 10 pounds coming off like boom, boom, boom so quickly. I mean, it can for right. some people, don't get it twisted. But if you're so active, Rachel lifts heavy weights, like you don't want that weight to just come off really quickly because you're going to be losing more muscle mass and that weight's probably going to come back on even quicker than it came off, to be quite honest. And for you, like that lasting change, you know, as we're talking right now, months after we work together, you're able to maintain this because it was slow. Mm-hmm. I think because it was slow and because I was learning, I mean, we had a lot of mental oh, discussions yes. of what was going on in my head. <laughs> and this it was definitely a slower process, but we were definitely figuring out the why I was struggling, and I feel like that was what allowed me to carry things through after working together. And it definitely helped my relationship with food. And now it's like, oh, whatever, I don't need that. Yeah. Like, I got and this. real talk, you're a boss ass bitch for saying that. Yes, I just wore my podcast, guys. I swear sometimes, <laughs> but. For Rachel, like you, you hit it on the head or whatever that expression is. I always mess up the expressions. It's so much more about the why behind why you gained the weight and why you were off track or why you're not where you want to be. You, we focus on the weight loss and the result, but I always say it comes from doing the right thing. And you're not going to lose that last mm-hmm. five or 10 pounds if you're always binging and you're always overeating and you have a shitty ass relationship to food. Like that's actually mm-hmm. what you need to work on. And if you get that in a good place, the weight's going to come off. You're going to achieve your goals. You're going to be balanced. Mm-hmm. It's, you're never going to gain the weight back. But we do it so so flipped backwards in our culture where it's like, let's focus on the weight loss. Oh, my binging will resolve when I'm at my goal weight. Like, no shit. It's not. Um, it's actually going to get worse. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was even... That was my main focus was with working with you. I felt very educated in the nutrition department. So it wasn't... Mm-hmm that was a priority as just why could I not say no to food? Why did I feel so obligated to eat this 
cookie, this piece of pizza, even though I know I'm full, like why? Yeah. And it's like, your mind's playing games with you. And I I know so many other women out there, Mm -hmm. my past clients, women like you, um, and just even, you know, women actively part of TSN right now, like they sometimes just like, can't figure out that impulse control around food. Um, and it, it Mm -hmm. comes down so much to mindset. Absolutely. I I completely agree with you. Um, talking about mindset, how did you change your mindset around the scale. And I know for you, like you were in an athletic environment, like body composition has always been kind of important to you. Was there ever a time Mm -hmm. where like you really put all of like your marbles on the scale and the numbers and like that dictated how happy you were with your success? Or like, was it always pretty easy for you to like focus on how you look? I wouldn't say it was 100% always easier, but I also just always know that I'm strong. So I do always think it's muscle. And I remember when I first started gaining weight, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's I'm just muscle. So strong. That's it. <laughs> How many times have we said that? Everyone raised their hand listening to this. <laughs> yeah. It's all muscle. <laughs> like in high school, if we were ever talking about weight, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm this, but it's all muscle. Yeah, all muscle. <laughs> no no fat. Um, yeah. 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 And you know, for some women, yes, you do gain muscle, but let's be real. I don't have the stats off the top of my head. I'm not someone to bullshit, but we don't gain that much muscle that quickly. When you first begin, yes, no. you gain it faster. But you know, when you're very trained, a collegiate athlete, like Rachel, like we're not gaining two pounds of muscle a week, baby. Like we're lucky we gain two pounds in three months, right? Like it'd be really strategic. Right. Um, so no, that's so true. So it sounds like that was pretty easy for you. My next question would be advice for listeners out there that are having a hard time embracing like focusing on how their body looks and feels versus the scale and kind of not not saying mm-hmm. that the scale isn't important right the scale is important we're trying to lose weight for many right. women you know different amounts of weight but how can they develop a better relationship to body composition and focusing on that versus like using the scale as like their victory of success well, this is, I don't know if this pertains to everyone, but, and I feel like it's very counterintuitive, but I try to weigh myself daily. Every single morning I'd wake up, do my business and then step on the scale. And I really enjoyed that because you could see the fluctuations mm-hmm. very easily. And it's not because you ate so many extra calories the day before it's because you had dinner two hours later or you went out to dinner so you have so much more sodium going on and it's just holding on yeah, to or like more. like you said eating really later enjoyed, you could literally have more food yeah. in you and we talk food is right? you know weighs a certain amount and that can impact the scale as if you're eating later mm-hmm. so that is so true and you know what i really love what you said too because that's why i don't say like okay you have to weigh in this way and this is the only way this is the right way at tsn no like I recommend weighing in at least one time a week. Some of my clients like you, Rachel, Mm -hmm. you weigh in more frequently. And for many women, I think sometimes weighing daily can become a bad thing because we get addicted to just seeing the number go down and we put our success into the scale. But for you, like many women who do weigh in weekly at TSN, it shows you the fluctuation and helps you actually realize Mm -hmm. this number fucking doesn't really mean shit. Um, Unless we view it over 13 weeks, three, six months, like that tells me the trend. But like, you go on the scale, not like waiting for your day to be like successful or considered successful if it's lower, right? Because it's, it's just a check in with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think it's really helpful. I mean, I did this with you is I logged my weight and you could visually see the graph go down. Yeah, it's going to spike up and down, but it spikes down more up, than it does yeah. up. And that's what we care about in general. And after seeing the trend go down, if I stepped on a scale, I'm and it's higher. I'm like, oh, 
just a heavier day today. No big deal because I know the trend is downward. Like, yeah. It's fine. And oh my goodness. So in the actual, in the secret project that I'm coming out with so fun, I'll have to tell you, Rachel, after this call, um, cause I haven't spilled the beans to you yet. Um, but real talk, I actually have a section in there about weight and like how you need to be tracking it in, in the sense of like seeing the trend over time and to take my, and I've shared this on my story too. I probably shared your graph on my story, like seeing the trend over time, just paints such a bigger and better picture about what's actually going on. Your weight day to day is just more of a reflection of like the up and down, the sodium, your menstrual cycle, how much food you ate, mm-hmm. you know, when you ate, how much water you drank. And all of it, of course, is important. But at the end of the day, if that's going up over time, yeah, you're eating more calories than what you burn. If it's going down right. over time, you're eating less than what you burn. Weight loss is so simple. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. I feel like it's so weird that it's so, it's simple so weird because we see everything out there and it's like, this is what you need. This is what you need. But no, just eat less than yeah. what you Yeah, and even with fat loss, I get this question all the time, like weight loss versus fat loss, like what about calories? And it's like, there's really, I mean, everything we're doing here for you babes that are like losing weight, feeling great, like awesome at TSN, like you're actually also with how I have this structured, like losing fat. Um, like what I did for Rachel mm-hmm. with fat loss and everything, the only thing might, that might be different is because of how she exercised as well. But at the end of the day, like protein is still important. I don't care if you work out five days right. a week. I don't care if you're not working out right now, trying to lose weight, your protein needs may be different, right? Rachel was eating a shit ton of protein. Mm-hmm. Like she was strength training and trying to, you know, build muscle and lose fat at the same time. But at the end of the day, like protein's still important. If that makes sense, it's just how much you have right. depends yeah. on your nutritional needs. Mm-hmm. I've, I remember seeing like your stories all over, all the time and like everyone's eating a lot of protein, but I felt, feel like I always had to eat like a little extra more because I was because doing, your activity. I was focusing yeah. on that strength training. Like I was consistently lifting and like you need a little extra need protein. Little extra. So to maintain that muscle and, and make sure you lose the fat instead. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at you. And you knew this coming into TSN, but you're like a queen of it now. I'm obsessed. Um, to wrap things up, Rachel, this has been so fantastic. Any last minute tips of advice or final thoughts you want to share with the, the Fit Babes out there? Well, I really think my basic chicken is <laughs> basic chicken. a very good one. Fine. Wait, it's neutral chicken, not basic. Neutral. Okay. Are we going to call this basic yeah, basic chicken? Is that what's going to be going on? Yes, I just called you out on that. I love it. Um, yes, such a good idea for meal prep. And then I think the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this conversation that I hope you guys are too is just how important it is to have other measures of success. I think that was like the underlying theme of what Rachel, you you were really sharing with us. Like, I love how you talked about like weighing yourself daily and like seeing the trend over time. And like Rachel is like cool as a cucumber. Like she like did not like. She's not, not that it's bad if anyone does, but like Rachel's not crying when she steps on the scale and like you shouldn't, even if your weight goes up, right? Like the scale is just a reflection of how much you weigh and your weight does Mm -hmm. not determine your worth. And if you're trying to lose weight and change your body composition, you're going in the right direction, right? If you're doing the right things and it will change and you just got to keep the faith. Mm -hmm. There's just other indicators out there that might be more geared to what your goal is. Absolutely. Yeah. So amazing, Rachel. Thank you for coming on air. Oh my God. Thanks for having me. So (laughs) fun. We'll chat soon. Have a good one, guys. 
So babes, that is all I have for today's episode. If you love today's show and what we chatted about on here, please do me a favor and take a hot minute to leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend. The way the Sorority Nutritionist podcast has grown and TSN has been able to help even more women has been from women like you sharing their experience, listening to the podcast, how it's transformed your life. Most importantly, by getting other women to actually take a listen to it as well. By leaving a review, I really, really freaking thank you. I'm going to be corny AF from the bottom of my heart because you are straight up helping me help more women just like yourself, just like you and I, so they can lose weight while having fun and do it in a balanced way instead of following crazy fat diets you find on the internet. So please take a moment and leave a review. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And most importantly, I cannot wait until next week, another episode drops. See you then, babes.